This is Jess and Mason with The Mostly Green Life, the podcast that's making sustainability and our connection to the environment more fun and approachable for the eco-curious. Today, we're chatting with Lily Sparks, CEO and founder of Afterglow. Afterglow is a really cool disruptive tech company that merges porn and sexual wellness by creating high-quality erotic content ranging from steamy videos, wellness articles, and helpful exercises, all in an effort to foster sexual intimacy and pleasure. Sexual health is an important part of overall health, we believe. We want everyone to have a great sex life. If there's one time of year to be adventurous with your partner, I think it's Valentine's Day. You know, pulling out some anal beads randomly after you take the trash out might not go over so well, but we think you have a much broader range to work from on Valentine's Day, and hopefully this episode will give you some ideas or at least topics to discuss with your partner. And guys, if she doesn't have one, go buy your partner a magic wand. (laughs) Listen to find out more. So, Lily, when Mason first showed me your website, exoafterglow.com, my initial reaction was, where has this been all of my life? It seems like porn is notoriously made for the type of sex that men want to see, right? But I feel like the content and experience you've created is just so much more authentic and sensual. So a big presumptuous thank you to all of the ladies listening today. And for the men who want to watch porn with their ladies, but finding anything to introduce them to is virtually impossible. So, Lily, you started your career as an accountant, which makes a ton of sense because the first person people think about when looking for tips in the bedroom is their accountant. Can you share with us how that transition came about? <laughs> yeah. So I started my career as an accountant. I worked for one of the big firms for like eight years, and I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do with my life, but I didn't know what I did want to do with my life. And... I ended up kind of making an intermediate jump into the natural foods world, which is how we met and why I'm on this podcast today, which is awesome. And we still have some of that product in our kitchen. Yeah. Right now. So I knew that like, I was thinking about going to business school and getting my MBA. And I figured instead of going $50,000, $100,000 into debt, why don't I just not make a salary and do a startup for a couple of years? And it ended up working. It ended up going beyond my wildest dreams. I remember (laughs) thinking if we made a million, if we sold like a million dollars, that would just be insane to me, crazy. Like, could it be any more successful than that? And then we hit that and then we kept going. And that experience really taught me the power of belief, like how you have to know and you have to really believe you can do something in order to make it real and make it happen. And that when you do have that vision and when you do think you can go big, then you really can make something big. And realizing that I thought about what is the change that I want to create in the world? And I realized that it was porn for women. And even though I was a smart cookie running my business, selling millions of dollars of products, I, at the same time, I was in a relationship with my high school sweetheart and we were each other's only partners. And I just felt so lost on how to communicate, how to have good sex, how to even know my body, because I grew up in a household that we didn't talk about that stuff. And I feel like so many people are looking for resources on how to have amazing sex, how to know their bodies better. But the only place that exists for that 
is porn. And most porn is not really great at helping you have an amazing real sex life. And so that's really the theory behind Afterglows. We are helping people have everyday sexual awakenings. And we're doing that through erotic, sexy videos. And we're doing that through partner exercises. And we're doing that through advice from experts. And we're doing it through all these different ways. So we have awesome, sexy porn. And then we also have companion things to help you really bring the hot things that you see into your actual sex life. Yeah. Going back to accounting, how many accountants do you think secretly want to be in porn? Well, it's really funny because <laughs> there's actually a TikTok trend now where like strippers and porn stars are calling themselves accountants because they're like, because <laughs> of all the, um, all the rules that are taking down anything related to sex. And sometimes right. they call it spicy accounting. So yeah, maybe I need to go on there and start doing debits and credits. I don't know. Right, right. Would you, growing up, would you say you were more sexual than your peers or you just kind of had this drive? Yeah, honestly not. And I think that's kind of my superpower is I feel like I'm really just an average person. Like I've yeah. never been to crazy sex parties or anything like that, but it's still, I re like when I got divorced, I realized that sex was important to me and it was something important in my life and that when I was having good sex, I was happier. And I think it is something important in all of our lives, mm -hmm. but we just are meant to dissociate with that and put it in, like hide it away and never talk about it. And I just always thought that that was weird. Yeah. What was your first ex um, exposure to porn? Yeah. Oh man. I totally remember. It was with, you know, my same, my high school boyfriend and it was like after prom and somebody had a DVD and the, these were the DVD days. And the DVD I think was called like young girls in prison. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we felt so like naughty. We were all like watching it in a group of people, which is funny, but it turned me on. Like I think porn turns me on and I think it turns most people on but then a lot of times they're not sure if it's been made ethically or how it was produced and people really want you know I'm gonna make these uh, comparisons to food industry a lot because that's where I come from and that's probably what a lot of your listeners are familiar with but like people want to know and, where and it came from and it's a big category like people want to know where it came from they want to know how it's made they want it. They want to know that they can feel good about what they're consuming. Jess, what was your first porn exposure? Oh, mine. Um, I guess. Well, my brother listens to these podcasts, so I apologize, Jeff. I'm going to totally throw you under the bus here, but he. I have. Yeah, mom and dad, turn this off now. He's one of my three. He's one of my three older brothers, but he would definitely watch porn and would leave it on that channel. You know, one of the high, like 578. And so when I would flip onto it, there would just be porn there for me. So I never like, my first experience wasn't actively seeking it out. It was just placed in my lap. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely turned me on as well. <laughs> I've got almost the, I mean, it's almost a, a movie plot where we move into a new house and me and my brother are just rummaging around the attic and literally under one of the rafters is a bunch of Hustler magazines and then one VHS, which might have been similar. <laughs> so VHS days before DVD, although these were these were from the 70s, so they'd been there a long time. 
And uh, it probably was still girls in prison. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So if porn has historically been made for men and based off your research and the content that you guys create, what is it that women want out of their porn or what they enjoy more so than the mass amount that's out there currently? Yeah, I think women, we in general are more varied than men. So it's hard to really say there's one thing that women love and that is porn for women. Like I think the idea that most people have is they want a storyline, they want something romantic, they want something intimate. And we definitely see that in, you know, the popular tags on our site. But we also see that rough sex is very requested, very searched for. Women love rough, they they actually search for rough sex and gangbangs more than men do. Wow, Um, more than men. (laughs) And they also search for lesbian porn really frequently, regardless of their sexual orientation. Yeah, I would say watching two women is much more enjoyable than watching a man and a female. (laughs) What about a gangbang? Is lesbian more enjoyable? I think I'd be searching for lesbian more than I would be searching for gangbang, but there's something for everybody, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I stumbled upon a quiz on y'all's website. What kind of porn do I like? And I thought that was so fun. I'm certainly going to share that to all of my friends. Mine was the submission of Emma and Marks. I don't know if you're oh, yeah, familiar with all one. of the pieces of content. So we'll have to watch that, Mason. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, because so many women, I think it's like they go to the mainstream tube sites and sometimes it's not even so much the content as just there's it's a wall of dicks or it's all of these like really graphic images hitting you all at once and you're like where do I start what do I do and that can be really not the experience that you want as a woman there's usually there's like a link to porn for women and all of the thumbnails are just like a fire with two silhouettes in front of it yeah (laughs) like oh is this what is this really the thumbnails people want but you don't have that on your site and I think there's it, it is varied, as you say. It must be hard to try to make porn for such a wide palette versus the guys that just want to see, you know, all the holes get banged. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a fun challenge. So can you talk to us more about the educational and instructional videos you have? Like what can listeners or our listeners on Mostly Green Life, what can they expect out of the content beyond the video content? Yeah. So a lot of what we focus on are a couple of key themes. One of them is like feeling confident and sexy and kind of getting out of your head and getting into your body. Cause I think all women and also men have experienced that. I think we focus on communication with your partner. Like if you have something, you know, you want to do, or you want to try, like, how do you talk about things? How do you bring it up? Cause there's, there's just so few role modeling of that in our society like where do you find how to bring up these topics that a lot of people feel really you know sensitive and uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. and then we focus on you know knowing your body so we have like how to take sexy selfies we have a partner cunnilingus exercise that i really like i really recommend where it's actually guided so you play it with your partner And it tells your partner what to do and you just get to kind of sit there and follow along. And like, I love it because a lot of times, again, you just don't have that shared language. Like you might think circles means one thing and he might think (laughs) circles means another thing. Or like (laughs) one person might do circles completely different than another person does circles. So I think it just kind of like. All all men over 15 learned 
I think it's like alphabet soup from American Pie or something. Yeah. That's, that's is that what it's from? Everyone always tells me like the this alphabet thing. <laughs> I think it's American Pie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it's it's crazy that like we're still using a movie that's like twenty years old as a reference. <laughs> right? That's our only education <laughs> right. for <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Well, we're gonna be launching this episode around Valentine's Day, and so mm-hmm. that's of course a great time to introduce new things into sexual relationships. How can people understand or highlight to their partner that Afterglow, you know, is ethical porn? Like is there yeah. a landing page in particular for them to go to or what Yeah, would, what um, we have XOAfterglow.com is the landing page. It's not on there yet, but we're going to be introducing the quiz that you took kind of on the landing page. So if people are cool. trying to figure out where to start, that's a great place to start. Oh, and I th- yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I think... You're like, exactly, I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great to hear you say it. It's great to like have those things to see what people are actually using as part of the site and actually liking. But I think that the thing... I One thing that I always like to encourage people to talk to their partners about is why they like porn or what they get out of porn. Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions, especially like women and their partners. Like they can say, oh, he must like women that look like this, which is not me. Or he must like this sex act that isn't what I want to do. And I think... There's a lot of assumptions in that that sometimes are completely not true. Sometimes women like watching lesbian porn, even though they're completely straight. It can just be a fantasy and that's okay. And I think we're like not encouraged to have those conversations and just be like, sometimes I like when I'm having like a dinner party and I kind of want to push people. I'm like, so what kind of porn do you watch? Like, what's your search terms? (laughs) Do you have any, maybe you have this, maybe you don't, but a tutorial for people who maybe are worried about how their partner will react. Jess and I have a, you know, call it a healthy relationship with porn. And she knows I do it for a release and that it's not any kind of judgment on her or has anything to do with her. But I have friends, they're like my, you know, my girlfriend thinks that I don't love her because I watch porn. What do I do, Mason? And I'm like, whoa, I don't even know where to start on that. So do you, do you have any advice for how can people approach the topic we've we've got the landing page it's going to have the quiz i think the quiz is brilliant and how do people broach it yeah so we're working on this too we're working on like how to improve your relationship with porn and then we're working on how to watch porn with a partner and content and journeys around that nice so i've had relationships in the past where i wanted to watch porn with my partner and tried to you know find some porn that's kind of in the middle and i think i've tried it twice and it went horrible both times <laughs> so, so i was like i'm never gonna try that again <laughs> so what would having it go wrong do you have any tips that you would recommend um uh, i th- the quiz that's i was like hey <laughs> mm. this would be i think this would be fun a fun way for us to get uh warmed up how about you take this quiz and let's see you know what could get you warmed up the most because for Jess, I feel like we just have to put on a, a movie with with a couple of steamy sex scenes. and Yeah, it's pretty pretty easy. <laughs> but I'm running out of movies, right? <laughs> I know. That's the thing. It's like sometimes the movies are so hot and you're like, why doesn't this just keep going? Why don't we get to right. see the real action here? <laughs> yeah. 
So I watched one instructional video that y'all had about how to have sex outdoors, which was mm -hmm. very hot. In our RV trip, we had sex in several national parks and even <laughs> filmed it a couple times. And I thought to myself, we probably could have, as I'm watching the instructional, I'm like, we could have done this instructional. So the next question is, how much do you pay talent and how do we apply? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so right now we're only working with experienced performers. So oh, sorry, I guys. Mean, well, how do you define performers? <laughs> I'm sure you guys would be great and have a, have a wonderful future. Yeah, we, we generally pay talent between like around $1,000 a scene. It can vary a little bit from there, but that's around the standard price. Cool. And there, you just have a ton of content for an independent shop. Is there a lot mm -hmm. of syndication that goes on? Yeah, so we do license films from other ethical producers that we know from the community who make amazing stuff. We were talking about the gangbangs earlier. There's this amazing producer called Hard Work by, her name's Paulita Papel, and she does the most high quality cinematic gangbangs. And so we have her content <laughs> on the platform. There's Never another phrase before. <laughs> yeah. There's also like Royal Fetish Films with Jet Setting Jasmine and her partner King Noir that do amazing like kinky stuff. So, you know, at Afterglow, we're cinematic, high quality, somewhat vanilla because that's our fantasies yeah. and what we know best. But then we like to bring in people who are making really cool stuff that like is more authentic than we could ever do and bring it on yeah. the platform. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It seems like the platform not necessarily is for beginners, but it's certainly attracting beginners or, you know, people wanting a different porn experience. And so, you know, it's like, does that evolution grow with the viewers or is it always like a safe vanilla landing space because I kind of feel like that was our question early on even with like mostly green it's this is for new people who are trying to do better and they're trying to take those first you mean our mostly green porn channel <laughs> the mostly green <laughs> life website oh um, right 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 general, general. <laughs> and so I was just curious your thoughts on for y'all's company like ours is people are at the beginning of their sustainable journey and you know when we first started it my question you know to Mason was like okay do we grow with these people or do we continue to be this early entry point, entry yeah. point for yeah for folks? yeah I think we're still figuring that out a little bit I think we do want to mm -hmm. be more of an entry point but what we're really trying to create is making people realize that pleasure is important in their lives and create a pleasure routine and have mm -hmm. it and that that might be porn sometimes that might be guided masturbations other times but like being the place they can go for their routine, almost like their yoga studio of sex. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah and for sense. some people might want to, I think if they're super kinky or if they're have a specific sexual orientation or sexual non-binary, like we might not be the place for them to do that, but we still want to be welcoming and have them find mm -hmm. something for them, even if that's maybe not our initial target audience. Very cool. Well, I'm, I'm always curious as a serial entrepreneur about the business side of things. Taking that, I think we all, there's a lot of people that have a little bit of passion for porn and think about the industry. And you took a, a leap and created a really killer business out of it, which is very bold and needed in the society. What was the hardest part on the business side of getting it off the ground? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, the hardest part is customer acquisition, which is the hardest part of most businesses. And it's made harder by the fact that we literally can't advertise anywhere. Crazy. 
So most businesses, you know, you start them up, you throw some Facebook ads up there, a couple hundred bucks. You can kind of tell if people like it, do they not? And we can't do that. We can't advertise on Google or Facebook at all. Even trying to do like, you know, SEO kind of like content marketing stuff. Usually one of the tips is like you type something into Google, like, you know, if you type in, how do I recycle? And it'll come with all these other suggested things. And when you type in something related to sex in Google, it doesn't autofill at all. You can't advertise on the existing porn sites because they're further down the line, right? You can't. We can advertise. We do advertise a little bit on the tube sites. Um, I'm saying customers there. I mean, not very many people are clicking around uPorn saying, "I wish I had a softer version of this." <laughs> yeah, they, they well, leave maybe. the site, I right? Mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, women we do who don't know about the site yet. From there, but yeah. And so is it mostly word of mouth podcasts? It's a lot of word of mouth. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. We do a lot of just trying to give people a trial to check out the site in any way, shape or form. So we work with partners to give out free trial codes, give out free memberships. We do some live events. We're going to be at Illfest this weekend if anyone's in the Austin area or after Valentine's Day. So yeah, the 18th oh, cool. and 19th. Yeah, we want to be on the list for all of your events. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. company parties would be really fun. But then it also, now I'm wondering, are we going to have trouble promoting this episode? Oh. We'll, we'll have to get tips from you on how to avoid the words that get us banned from particular ads. Yep, I, I will definitely help you with that. <laughs> so, you know, and at Mostly Green, we're always trying to find sustainable options in just about everything that we do. So sex included for that. Is there any eco-friendly sexual wellness brands that you would recommend for our listeners that you're aware of? Or do they even exist? Yeah, I think there's not as much focus on sustainability in the sexual wellness world. You know, like, re you know, reduce, recycle, reuse. The number one thing is reduce. So sex toys usually last a long time. You know, the problem is you can't return them. <laughs> but I think it's more about investing in the high quality pieces and kind of sticking with what you like. Silicone, not plastic. There you go. That's a good <laughs> tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like Foria. Mason bought it, I guess oh, it was yeah. two Christmases ago, but they've got all organic plant-based lubes and oils and it also combines... CBD in some of theirs, or maybe all of their products actually, but also responsible packaging. And that's like the one thing a brand can do for me is to <laughs> ship the product in responsible packaging. So that's one that we love. But other than that, I feel like, you know, Nordstrom and Urban Outfitters and Free People, they're all, they all have tabs on their websites with sexual wellness products. And I think it's so great that they're just like creating helping to make the conversation more approachable. The first time I saw it, I was like, there's a vibrator on free people. I was like, that's such an interesting, you know, product line for them to be promoting. But I think it is great that there are, you know, bigger brands and bigger companies that are trying to make the conversation. Did y'all yeah. go to a uh, sky mall in the mall? Um, yeah. So did y'all, they had vibrators there and they have the, the magic wand. Oh yeah. And a couple of others that they could double as a personal massager, mm -hmm. but they were definitely vibrators. And one of the funniest moments for me, like as a college kid, when I learned what vibrators look like and then in there and there's a mom like putting it on her shoulder and being like, look, son, come check this out. And I want to be like, wait, is she, is she trying to make it okay to get it? Or does she really not know? I think there's a good handful of people that probably really don't know, but even Amazon still sells vibrators 
calling them personal, personal massagers because I bought yeah. a vibrator for my friend for her birthday once and that's like the all of the marketing uh terminology that they had on it yeah <laughs> which one did you buy for I don't remember the name it's but... a magic wand no that one was uh. that was pretty expensive so I didn't end up getting the magic <laughs> wand but it was one that looks like it gotcha. <laughs> yeah so at this point you've been how long has your content been like so it's actually really exciting. We launched last year on Valentine's Day. So it's oh, really? been exactly oh, awesome. here. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Happy it's, one year. Yeah. Happy <laughs> one year anniversary. And do you have any clue in that year how many relationships you think you've saved? Do you get fan mail or reviews about the impact you're having? Because it's just, it's really awesome what you're doing. Yeah, we, that's, that's kind of why I say we're about sexual awakenings. And like, that's, I say sexual awakenings is our number one KPI. That's what we're trying to create. That's what we're trying to do. And I love it. Yeah. I get people that say, you know, oh, I finally feel like I belong somewhere. I finally find porn that helps me like see myself in it. And I feel comfortable watching, but we have people that say like, I realize I've been doing a hand job wrong for 10 years. <laughs> we have people that say like, yeah, that they have better relationships with their partner. One person was like, I just feel happier. Uh, and there's like, those are my favorite moments is, is yeah. getting the positive customer feedback. That's, That's really awesome. awesome to have had some direct positive impact yeah. already in the short time that you've been doing it. Yeah. So, you know, you've had a very successful past, including CPG company that I mentioned where we have downstairs in our fridge and success as an accountant, and you took the leap to start it in a very difficult industry. What is your vision going forward? Yeah, our vision is to be the home for sex on the internet. So there, and we want to be the place where you go, where it leaves you feeling good. Mm -hmm. That's our mission is really just continuing to do what we're doing, continue to like really focus on these sexual awakenings and like, you know, I asked people like, when was their first sexual awakening, which like we kind of talked about earlier with our porn experiences. And then it's like, when was your most recent sexual awakening? Yeah. And I think a lot of people think about all the things you've invested in in your life, like classes, books, podcasts that are like less important to you than your sex life. So my vision is really just encouraging people to that their sex life is worthy of love and worthy of investment. And it's like meditating. It's a practice. Like we kind of have this idea where it's supposed to be like spontaneous and hot. And if it's not, then like you're embarrassed and something's wrong with you. And yes, I believe sex, spontaneous hot sex is amazing, but I think it's also more likely to happen if you make it a practice. And if you're working on yourself in whatever way on a more routine basis. Well, it's really awesome to learn about how she's changing lives and really disrupting what's sometimes described as, you know, a nasty or a taboo industry. And, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning, we want everyone to have a great sex life and sexual health is an important part of overall health. For sure. And we've got some homework, huh? It seems like there's at least a couple of videos that you've got earmarked we need to watch <laughs> together. Yeah, definitely. Every time I go to her website, there's just so many things that I bookmark and want to get to at some point. But it's like in the middle of the workday, so I'm right. like, don't focus on this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but all of the articles, too, everything seems super interesting and helpful. Any takeaways for you? 
Just excited to explore the content with you. Any other takeaways might be a little bit too deep into our sex life for the <laughs> listeners. Agreed. <laughs> Should we mark our calendars? We can do like every Wednesday night. Go to exoafterglow.com. Or is that not sexy? <laughs> sexy enough. Let's do it. <laughs> well, whether you have a Valentine or not, we promise Afterglow won't disappoint. For a free 30-day trial, head on over to xoafterglow.com and enter code MOSTLYGREEN during sign up. And if you're the lucky Mostly Green crew member who wins this week's giveaway, you'll get an extra 30 days. So you'll have 60 days to play with the site. Drumroll, please. And the winner is David Ewing. Congrats, David. Reach out to us to claim your prize. And a quick reminder, if you like Mostly Green podcasts and content, give us a five-star rating and write us a review if you don't mind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify just introduced ratings and reviews. So if you listen to us on Spotify, give us a rating there as well. And as always, from the bottom of our hearts to your ear holes, (laughs) thanks for being a part of a mostly green life. Stay green, my friends.